The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your erectile dysfunction. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Bet Mania 2 contest where you can win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com and the promo code SGPN. And finally, we're also brought to you by Odds Jam. Odds Jam is the betting tool every sharp better needs, bringing you the latest prices and presenting the best betting opportunities. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Use the promo code SGP and get 5% off at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash oddsjam. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash oddsjam. You are listening to the EPL show here, the penultimate EPL show of the season here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also, check out my website, lockbetting.com. Usually, I wouldn't be plugging lockbetting.com very hard here on the 18th of May, as we are now with only 13 days left of the month, because I use a fully transparent service, which is Patreon, which allows all of my members to speak to each other. Therefore, if I posted up a spreadsheet with fake results, it would leave me susceptible to criticism. But the only issue with Patreon is, is that it bills you at the um, very time that you sign up. So if you sign up in the middle of the month, it will bill you and it will bill you again on the first. However, there is so much stuff to come here. The NBA playoffs are about to start. We have the Tennis French Open coming. We are at the end of the domestic soccer season. We have loads and loads of futures riding as well. So we need to look after those. But so much coming up. It is still worth signing up, especially when this service makes so much money. 95 months in a row of transparent track profit. Going far 96 this month, which is almost guaranteed with the way our futures are looking. And last month, we made £3,038. That's good for over $3,900 for our clients. So if you want to get involved, sign up now. We are on an incredible 14-2 and MLB run. And obviously, as you guys know, there's plenty of MLB to come. That will ride through to June along with the NBA season. And then in June... It's not too early to talk about this. Euro 2020 slash 21 will begin a soccer tournament that will give you three games per day and it will be extensively covered here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast with all official plays being posted over at lockbetting.com. You do not want to miss out on a major tournament. There is nothing like a soccer major, a major soccer tournament, sorry, to get you through the summer. Euro 20 slash 21 coming up and then next winter, not next summer, we have the World Cup. So there isn't going to be any kind of major lull 
where you're not getting any soccer content. We're only going to have a break when it comes to 2022-23, when the end of that season comes. But until then, it's going to be all domestic football, all European Cup competitions, a major summer competition this summer, and then the World Cup next winter. It's all go, go for soccer. So make sure you're subscribed to the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Make sure you've left a review for the Soccer Gambling Podcast on iTunes. And if you want to get that paywall content, if you want to get all of my official picks and be a part of that LockBetting.com PL, be a part of the 96th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit, head over to LockBetting.com. If you look at the pin tweet, I always say this, if you look at the pin tweet, it is the previous month's PL. It is the April PL where we made £3,038, um, for, good for over $3,900. And all of the other spreadsheets are available on the LockBetting.com page. And when you sign up to either the soccer package or the top package, you do get daily updates on in terms of how we are doing. So um, we do keep it transparent throughout the process. Moving on with this edition of the EPL show, penultimate edition, only two games to go. Very difficult show to do because we were getting into a situation where um, we, we were sort of finding out who was on holiday and um, taking teams that were in must-win spots, although that was a very, very difficult cash for us with Liverpool against West Brom because Liverpool were in a must-win spot and West Brom were literally in a nothing-to-play-for spot, the most nothing-for-play-for spot that you can be in in terms of already being relegated. And they played all the way until the 95th minute until Alisson came up and scored a goal with, with a header. That was probably the most ridiculous moment of the season. So whereas Liverpool's season has been absolutely diabolical, they have stolen uh, the moment of the season away from everybody else with that goal from Allison in the 95th minute. Not only is it the goalkeeper scoring, it's the goalkeeper scoring in the 95th minute and it's the goal that saves your season that could potentially put you in the Champions League. And the Champions League race is the most significant thing that is still happening here in the EPL this season. Who's going to get third and fourth and who's going to miss out here in fifth place? Before we move on with the show, it's best to give you guys some clarification as to how European qualification will go here in the EPL this season. So you kind of get an idea for yourself who has what to play for as we head towards the end of the season. Now, Manchester United need one win to confirm second place. Second place doesn't mean anything in terms of the standings, it doesn't give you any kind of advantage. Manchester United are already in the Champions League, but if they get one more win, they will be secure in second place in the table. Or if Leicester or Chelsea fail to to win any of their games, Man United really don't need another point. So that's Manchester United in second place. As far as the actual Champions League positions go, third and fourth get you in, fifth place doesn't. Unless you're Chelsea. Chelsea could finish fifth in the league And uh, they could win the Champions League against Manchester City and they would go through to the Champions League. However, contrary to what some people think, England will not lose a Champions League spot via that happening. Five teams will go through to the Champions League. The only way they would have lost the spot is Manchester United won the Europa League and finished outside of the top four or Arsenal, for that, or for example. Uh, then they would have lost the spot if they had the Champions League winners as well and the Champions League winners weren't in the top four. So it's very, very complicated. So it would have been, uh, say, for example, Chelsea finishing fifth and then winning the Champions League. 
and uh, Arsenal finishing ninth and winning the Europa League. That would have meant fourth place didn't get in because Chelsea in fifth and Arsenal in ninth would have got in via the Europa League and the Champions League and fourth spot wouldn't have got in. That's no longer a danger. Fourth spot does get you in whether Chelsea win the Champions League or not. As for the Europa League places, fifth place will get you into the Europa League at the moment um, and sixth place will get you in as well because the um, the FA Cup winners are also in the top four or it looks like they're going to be in the top four anyway at the moment unless of course Leicester drop out. If Leicester drop out and they end up finishing fifth in the table then they will go through to the Europa League along with the team in sixth place anyway. So Whatever way you slice it, sixth place is still important for these teams here in the EPL and Tottenham hold sixth place at the moment with West Ham behind them with an easier schedule. It's very, very um, feasible that West Ham could win both games here as we head towards the end of the season and uh, overtake Tottenham who have um, two harder games than West Ham to play. Um, Everton, they're very much outsiders now at this point um, on 56 points. They look like they're out of the the, the race for Europe and that includes the uh, Europa Conference League which is a new competition that starts next season. One step below the Europa League. That was for the um, EFL Cup winners which is Manchester City. So they will not obviously be occupying that spot. Therefore, another position then is offered via the league position. Therefore, West Ham currently occupy it and they will be going through to the European or sort of the Europa Conference League. So it's all very, very complicated. If you know, you know, and I know because it's my job to know, and that is the current situation at the moment. So if we look at the league table as is, Man City will be in the Champions League. Man United will be in the Champions League. Leicester will be in the Champions League and Chelsea will be in the Champions League. Liverpool in their current position would go through to the Europa League with Tottenham and West Ham would go through to the European, uh, the Europa, sorry, Conference League. Um, Liverpool are going to benefit, obviously, from the situation between Chelsea and Leicester playing each other this, this week. And if Liverpool win both of their games, they will 100% be guaranteed to qualify for the Champions League because either Leicester or Chelsea are going to drop points this week because they're going to take points from each other. So um, it doesn't matter for Liverpool. They don't need any preferential scenario from these games. They are going to be in the Champions League somehow. I say somehow because they look way back a few weeks ago, but somehow they're going to get in the Champions League if they win their games. They can. They can still get to the Champions League with a draw and a win, which will take them on to 67 points. The way that they do that, is if Chelsea manage to win and lose one of their games and Liverpool have a superior goal difference, if Chelsea manage to draw both of their final two games, or if Leicester lose to to Chelsea, for example, and draw to Tottenham or, or vice versa. So if Leicester only pick up one point from their final two games, Liverpool can also go through with 67. So a draw and a win. Not a lot of people are talking about that. It seems like they haven't really realised that that is the case. But yes, Liverpool don't 100% need to win out. But if they win out, it's all in their own hands. They don't need to think about any of the other results. Let's begin this show with the six o'clock kickoff between Manchester United and Fulham. And this is the point where I mentioned on the show that fans are back here in England across all of the grounds. 10,000 fans. 
um, doesn't matter too much about the capacities, which is weird. It's weird they've not done this with a on a percentage system where Man United with a bigger ground could have allowed 20, 25,000 in with, with bigger social distancing, uh, being able, you know, with you being able to create bigger social distancing compared to a ground like Brighton, the Amex, which has a much lower capacity, which probably should be at 10,000. But this is the UK government. They are fucking idiots. And um, I've been saying that for for the last year and a half. And um, the bullshit nonsense and stuff that makes no sense continues to uh, seep its way into our game here. And uh, that's the case. But at least it's something. Um, you can hear what difference it made in the FA Cup final. Just having those um, 22,000 supporters there made such a significant difference. And... Obviously, we enjoyed that game a lot because we swept it with the under two and a half goals and Leicester to win the trophy. They actually became official client plays over at lockbetting.com. So we had a nice sweep on the FA Cup final, taking Leicester to win that game. So moving back to this Man U game, they are playing their final home game of the season in front of fans. They are the one to three favourites to win it. It's 19 to four to draw and it's nine to one on Fulham. Given this uh, fan situation, I'm expecting a maximum effort from Man United. I think this will be the final game of the season where you see the full Manchester United team because I think at the weekend you're not going to see any of those players and it will also give away his uh, Europa League team for midweek on the 26th of May where we play Villarreal in the Europa League final as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer attempts to win his first trophy. But I think here... You're still going to see the uh, the best Man United team possible for the fans who haven't got to see United for a long time. Um, both Man U and Fulham have actually conceded seven goals in their last three games. And that may be largely in part to Harry Maguire being missing. And uh, without Harry Maguire in the side... Um, you could very much um, safely bank on over two and a half goals because I think Man United will concede here because uh, without Harry Maguire, we just don't look like the same side and we desperately need him back for the Europa League final. Um, whereas um, Man United, I still think, will end up winning this game because it will be their, their their top team. Fulham are already relegated, so I'm not expecting any kind of conservative performance here where Fulham sit back and decide to frustrate Man United, which would work um, to some extent because Man United have found it difficult to break sides down that do that. But I don't think Fulham are going to implement that strategy. So I think it'll be an open game where Fulham could contribute towards the scoring but I think Man United will end up winning convincingly in the end. Man United's last five games have featured 26 goals. And uh, Fulham have lost seven of their last eight Premier League matches, which is why they are down early here and uh, are showing uh, no sign and showed no signs of fighting until the end. And we have a relegation race that has already been predictably decided, uh, with my clients cashing plenty of tickets on the relegation race with Fulham and West Brom going down. That was picked out early in the season. Man United to win this game with over two and a half goals tacked on is available at ten to eleven. Man United are the same price to cover a minus 1.5 handicap here. I like both selections, but I'm going to go with Man United and over two and a half as my strongest lean for this game as Man United pick up a, a nice win in front of their fans. This is a good game for Man United to have. They won't need to overexert themselves. Um, if we can get ahead um, convincingly with with, with the, a qu of the quarter of the game to go, we can pull those players off. We can wrap up Fernandez and 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 Rashford and whoever um, whoever starts this game and um, and is definitely going to play in the final. We can take them off early and wrap them up in some cotton wool for the game against Villarreal. 
Up next, you've got Southampton versus Leeds, where Southampton are the 8 5 favourites. It's 11 4 the draw, and it's 6 4 here on Leeds. Leeds, narrow favourites here to win. Um, I'm going to divert to the home teams as much as I can here in this on this podcast, given that the fans are back. Leeds have had a very, very good season. They've got a very, very good away record. Southampton had a good start to the season in a really poor middle, but they are finishing strong. I think they managed to win this here. I like them as an underdog on the pick market at 11, uh, sorry, 10. I've got 10 to 11, 10 to 11 split, but I also see Southampton as big as even. So if you can find that, take that if you are going to bet my leans. Um, I also see this being a high scoring game with both teams finding the net. Both teams to score in this game is available at 4 to 6 minus 150. It's lead side have conceded in 10 of their 11 competitive away games, whereas Southampton have seen both teams scoring in eight of their last nine home matches. Don't see any reason why anything changes here. I think we see an entertaining shootout in front of the fans and uh, I think Southampton have the firepower to come on top and it's obviously the extra motivation as well. Up next, we got Brighton versus Man City, where Brighton are available at 6-1. It's 7-2 on the draw, and it's 1-2 here on Manchester City. You're not going to see the full-strength Manchester City team. You may see um, some of those players returning to the side for the final game of the season because it's going to be in front of their own fans, and they're going to be presented the title as well. So they're going to want to win in midweek. This is not an important game. Um, I can see the... um, the second string backline playing this game, so I can see Brighton scoring a goal in this one. Man City have conceded in five of the last six games uh, away from home in all competitions, uh, whereas Manchester City, though, have also scored exactly two goals in six of the last eight away games. Those two goals were probably enough to win this game, but I am leaning more towards Brighton being able to find a net here in this one. Both teams to score is available at the best price of evens plus 100 here in this one. Final game here for Tuesday, and it's the most important game of the week because it can determine if one of these sides miss out on the Champions League. It's Chelsea at home to Leicester City, coming off the back of Leicester winning the FA Cup on Sunday. It's so funny how teams often play each other uh, in back-to-back games, uh, whether it be um, being drawn in the FA Cup or, or, or whatever competition. You see this a lot. Um, Chelsea are the three or four favourites to win this game. It's 11-4 to to draw, and it's 17-4 to on Leicester. I don't see a major tactical differential here between what we saw at the weekend and here. It's not going to be a wide open game because there's so much on the line. In fact, this may be even more important because the loser of this could go out of the Champions League and that's worth a lot of money to the clubs. Therefore, it's equally as important, if not more important, than the FA Cup game. For Leicester, they can come here, though, and get a draw and that will be a good result because then they will only need to beat Tottenham on the final day and they could even just get through with two points, providing Chelsea don't overtake them on goal difference. So it's very, very much going to be a tight, tight game where neither team wants to lose. Chelsea are the ones who more desperately need to win this. As I said, Leicester can come away with a draw. I think they see the same thing from them in terms of setting up and sitting deep and uh, trying to win this game on the counter-attack. An early goal can obviously make a difference. I don't think Chelsea are going to be as conservative with their lineup because they do need to win this game. They had more success in the last 30 minutes once they had changes and I look for some of those players to feature rather than having a back five here which it was a back five it wasn't so much a a three five to uh, a three five two three as it was 
a straight up back five for large periods of this game. They attacked that, uh, approached that game very, very conservatively. I knew they would from looking at the lineup, and I think we may see some tweaks here where Chelsea try and grab the game by the scruff of the neck. If they do get that early goal, it will change the game dramatically, uh, and that would mean that um, any bet that you have on an under could be in a little bit more danger. I think it'll be in less danger if Leicester score the first goal. If Leicester score the first goal, they're in a very, very good position to qualify for the Champions League, because tactically it changes nothing for them. They'll just sit in and do what they need to do, and Chelsea will just get more desperate. That will leave Chelsea susceptible to possibly conceding another goal, or at the very best, finding an equaliser and having very little time to get the second. Either way this game plays out, I don't see three goals in this game. If Chelsea end up getting in front, Leicester will be a little bit more attack-minded, chasing that game, but then Chelsea will sit in and they'll become the counter-attacking force in this game, um, with, with also the count, most of the counters led via Christian Pulisic, who I do think will start. It was impactful when he came on. Ben Chilwell was impact, impactful when he came on, and I think we'll see a different Chelsea team here, and possibly that will be enough to get it done. But Leicester will be confident, and they may even be more confident about taking a result here than they will in the final day at home to Tottenham. It's unlikely, but statistically that could be the case given that they have a 100% record against Chelsea this season, winning both games, including the FA Cup final at the weekend. And their home record has been poor this season, so they may not want to leave it to the final day. They may have a, a big plan here to try and win this game in the last, last 30 minutes if they can keep it at nil-nil. And uh, I do think that they will manage to, to keep it at nil-nil, at least until the half. I think we see um, a very lackluster half, much like we did on the weekends and that will leave us in good shape for another under so we're going to continue to ride that same play under two and a half goals it's available at four to five it's cashed in 23 of Chelsea's 27 competitive games under Thomas Tuchel and uh, this Leicester team have drawn five of their last 11 away games so they may set up for that here, as I said, and a draw may be good enough. A 1-1 draw in particular sits available at the moment at 9-1. to And very quietly here on the EPL show, we have been nailing a lot of score lines. We don't make a big song and dance about it because um, the expectation of me after seven years is to actually be good at my job. So um, there's no need to, to to get the trumpets out about it. But yeah, a one-all scoreline, nine to one, could be worth investing in here. Um, I, I I need Chelsea to win here because um, we have futures markets that that need Chelsea to get through to the Champions League. Obviously, we will, we'll be looking at the uh, appropriate hedges for this so that our clients are guaranteed money as we head towards the futures side of the season but um, primarily I see this one being a low scoring game that is nicked by a single goal much like the one at the weekend. Moving on to Wednesday here and we see Everton at home to Wolves they're the 10 to 11 favourites it's 5 to 2 to draw and it's 10 to 3 on Wolves nothing really to play for here it's very unlikely that um, Everton are going to get into the Europa conference league um i'm not even sure you can't even be sure that they want to get into that i'm not sure how many teams want to start the qualification for that pr uh, early on in the season especially a team with everton that have international players that may feature in the euros this summer so i'm not 100 percent sure um what their motivation will be 
other than here in this particular spot, they may want to play in front of their fans. Um, they owe them a performance. They finished the season very disappointingly, particularly at home. They've been one of the worst home sides in the Premier League. They've won one of their last 11 home games and that's the reason they're not in the European spots. Hell, that's the reason they're not even in a champion, they're not contending for the Champions League spots because their away form is good enough for them to be a Champions League side this season. But one win out of their last 11 home games is absolute dog shit. And uh, as I said, they owe their fans a performance here. Wolves are possibly the perfect visitors. Even though they've avoided defeat in seven of their last 10 away league games, they are tinkering with a with a new formation at the moment, they've never coped with the um, the injury of Raúl Jiménez, and they look really poor against Tottenham at the weekend. Everton though have scored exactly one goal in five of their last seven home games, and Wolves have, igna- have notched exactly once in four of their last six games on the road. So the data here could point to a another one one draw, like in the last game. I said that could possibly be the scoreline. Um, the one all draw here is a little bit shorter. It's at eight to one, but I still think it's worth sprinkling on. I think Everton will find a way to win this game and turn up here in front of their supporters. I think when you're unsure about a game this week, lean towards the home side. But I would have a little sprinkle on that one-one, uh, much like I would for for the Chelsea Leicester game. And um, and, and and yeah, I mean. Everton, they need to be better than this. They spent a lot of money in the summer. They started the season well. Uh, They showed flashes throughout the season. They won away to Anfield. There are some positives to take out of this. Um, I don't think in any way they're thinking about getting rid of Ancelotti. If anything, uh, I think it's vice versa. I think Ancelotti's head could be turned by other jobs because when you think of Ancelotti, you do see him managing one of the top sides in Europe and that isn't Everton, uh, especially with them not even qualifying for the um, Europe Europa Conference League, which I think would have given them an opportunity to win a trophy. I think with the success EPL clubs have had across Europe this season, a team like Everton playing in the Europa Conference League could have been a trophy that they won. And I think now at this point, Either West Ham or Tottenham are going to be playing in that competition. And if it's Tottenham, I think they'll be the hands-down winners of that if they end up playing in it. But we'll get to Tottenham in a minute because they're coming up against Aston Villa. One game to cover before that. It's Newcastle at home to Sheffield United, who won away to Everton at the weekend. That was a shocking scoreline. Newcastle here are available at 4-5 to five to win this game. It's 14-5 to five the draw. And it's 15-4 to four here on Sheffield United's. I think Newcastle will win this game. They've had a pretty decent season. I think any time Newcastle managed to stay up, it's a decent season and they put a decent run together to do that. So I think that they will win this game. I think they'll find a way to um, to pile more misery onto Sheffield United. And I think that result against Everton was an anomaly. They got an early goal. They shut up shop and Everton were just poor in front of goal. Newcastle have been involved in games that have um, produced a lot of goals as of late. Newcastle's last eight Premier League fixtures have averaged four goals per 90 minutes. And this Newcastle team have only lost three of the last 11 league fixtures, which is very good for a team that are battling against relegation. I think they found their scoring feet. They managed to score three against Manchester City on Friday. And I think they'll be good enough to score a couple here, at least against Sheffield United. And if you can score two goals against Sheffield United, you win the game. This is a team that failed to score in 20 of their games this season. So I think Newcastle will have too much for them here. They'll be inspired by their home supporters. And I think they're good for a win here in their final home game of the season. So Newcastle on the money line at a decent price here of four to five. 
Up next, we do look at the Tottenham game. Tottenham at the moment need to win out to make sure that they get the Europa League next season. They won't want to play in the Europa Conference League necessarily. Uh, they are available here at 4-7 to seven to get this win against Aston Villa. It's 7-2 to two to draw and it's 5-1 to one on Villa. Tottenham have been decent under Ryan Mason um, since he took over. Um, had a poor showing in the League Cup final. The approach to that game was just weird. They never even tried to, uh, to, to, to barely launch an attack against Manchester City and just allow themselves to get beaten. It looked respectable that it was 1-0, but City had plenty of chances to, to win that game more emphatically. Um, but in the league, they have been fine, particularly at home. And I think they finish up here in front of their supporters with a win. They have won six of their last seven Premier League home games, but they've only kept a clean sheet in three of their last 10 at home. With these with this backline at Tottenham, they really should be doing a little bit better in defence. So I think Villa may be able to score a goal here. And that's not necessarily just because Jack Grealish may feature. I don't think Jack Grealish is fully fit. I think that's going to affect his impact in the Euros. We'll talk about that when we start to do our Euro 2020-21 preview podcasts, which are coming soon. But as I said, I don't think he's going to be a particular influence here necessarily, but I still think that Villa will be able to contribute towards the scoreline. Even if they don't, um, I think Tottenham may be able to score maybe two or three goals here to get this one over the two and a half goals here, if that's what you want to play. Uh, I would play a little bit safer. I would take Tottenham to win and for them to get the over, them to get over 1.5 team goals, because I do think they may need to score a couple here if Villa score. And even if they don't need to score a couple here, they score two at the weekend, they'll be able to score two against this Villa team who have been sucked into open games here towards the end of the season, including that one at the, at the weekend. So I'm going to go for Tottenham to win and over 1.5 team goals here. And that takes Tottenham's four to seven up to four to six here in this one. Up next, you've got Palace at home to Arsenal, where Palace are available at 21 to 4. It's 10 to 3 to draw, and it's 4 to 7 on Arsenal. Arsenal are playing here until the end of the season, so I don't know what they're playing for. Perhaps they're just trying to finish above Tottenham in the table, which is still possible. I hope that isn't the case because uh, earlier on in the season, if you guys remember on the future show, I was very surprised to see Arsenal higher ranked to win the league than Tottenham and they were higher um, they were shorter odds than Tottenham to to finish above Tottenham in the table as the fifth favourites to win the league. That obviously came off the back of Arsenal winning the FA Cup. I completely disagreed with it. Uh, I thought Tottenham were the better team. Tottenham haven't necessarily shown that, but Arsenal have certainly shown that they were overrated in the market. They have had a terrible, terrible season. And for some reason, they are finishing strong and I think they'll continue to finish strong here. Uh, Crystal Palace haven't been the Crystal Palace of usual. They've been involved in some very, very attacking games here to finish the season, including a 3-2 a win at the weekend. Um, they came back from behind twice to beat Aston Villa 3-2 at the weekend. And then prior to that, they were involved in a 3-1 loss against Southampton. So this isn't your usual Crystal Palace. And I think if we do see an open game, it will certainly favour the better footballing team, which is Arsenal. Both teams have actually scored in six of the last seven meetings between these two before Palace were considered this entertaining team that they're finishing this season as. Arsenal have won two of their last 11 Premier... Sorry, Arsenal have only lost two 
of their last 11 Premier League away games and have won three games in a row to finish the season. However, they've only kept three clean sheets in their last 15 league matches. So Villa, uh, Palace rather, will be able to continue to score here. I think both teams to score is available in this one at even money. Arsenal and both teams to score as a separate bet offers you a lot of value because it's available at three to one. And uh, I do think Arsenal will win this game with both teams scoring. You can tack on the over two and a half instead if you don't want to rely on Palace to score. And that gets you even money on this one. But either way, I think Arsenal to continue continue to win. Just worth noting that this will be Roy Hodgson's final game as the Palace manager at home. So Palace's fans are there and they will be saying goodbye to Roy Hodgson, who is stepping down at the end of the season. Up next, very important game because Liverpool need to win out to get through to the Champions League. They travel to Burnley, where they are priced up as a 1-6, to six, minus 600 favourites now to win this. You could get a much better price on this if you bet it early at the weekend. But obviously after that Allison goal, people must feel like it's fate and uh, Liverpool are destined to get into the Champions League, which maybe they are, but 1-6 to six is a ridiculous price against a team that always played them well. Burnley 11-1 underdogs here and it's 6-1 to one the draw. Burnley have done very well against Liverpool as of late, as I mentioned, and I think this will be a, a game where Burnley can contribute towards the scoring and make this uh, money line price look ridiculous. And obviously, if the money line price is ridiculous, there are value. There's value to be found in the handicap prices as well. Liverpool have kept only four clean sheets in their last 18 Premier League matches, whereas Liverpool, though, have won five and drawn two of the last seven league away games. So I do expect Liverpool to win. I just don't think that they're going to sweep this Burnley team aside. And you can get Burnley with a two and a half goal head start here in the handicap market at four to seven. It is a little bit juicy, but you have to ask yourself, are Liverpool going to beat Burnley by three goals, especially if Burnley contribute towards the scoring? It's very, very unlikely. Burnley are difficult to beat at the best of times here. And Liverpool have really struggled against them um, in the last few times that they've played them. So I think this is a ridiculous line. It may be a little bit juicy, but I think there's value there. You can take Burnley plus one and a half goals and get that at plus money. That's available at six to five. So if you don't want to be too conservative and you don't even think Liverpool win this game by two goals, you can take Burnley plus one and a half at plus money. And uh, I like that one as well because I think this one to six line on Liverpool is absolutely ridiculous. Will they win? Probably. Uh, will I be taking them at one to six? No, I certainly will not. So Burnley plus two and a half is your official lean, but I don't dissuade you from playing plus one and a half and I also don't dissuade you from looking at both teams finding the net in this one because this won't be as easy as uh, the bookies have got it here with Liverpool being the shortest team of this slate um, of this slate of fixtures here on match day 37. Final game is West Brom versus West Ham, where West Ham are the 4-7 favourites to win away to West Brom. It's 16-5 the draw and it's 17-4 West Brom. West Brom are playing. They're playing anyway. They played against Liverpool. They played till the 95th minute. They got their supporters back here who they've disappointed with the relegation. Sam Allardyce is staying in charge of his team next season and he's an ex-West Ham manager. You have all the ingredients here for West Brom turning up and making it difficult for West Ham and West Ham have had a significant dip in form. Their goal would have obviously 
obviously been in the Champions League at one point. They're now going to want to stay in the Europa League position, so they still will be desperate to, to win this game, but it's going to be easier said than done. I can see West Brom managing to find the net and getting something from this game. Both teams have scored in five of West Brom's last seven league games. Both teams have found the net in sixth of West Ham's last eight league games, and West Ham have dropped points now in four of the last five league matches, which is why they've dropped out of the Champions League positions, whereas West Brom have lost just two of their last eight games at home. So it's definitely certainly worth taking him here on the double chance market. Both teams to find a net is at three to four. And West Brom on the double chance market is plus money here. You can get it at five to four here in this one. Closing out with a lock on the show. It's going to be locks again. I'm going to go for two half unit locks. It wasn't too great at the weekend, but hopefully we can do better here. It's better than using a, losing a unit though, because we cannot justify losing a unit here when there's so little on the line in these games. Um, I think Chelsea and Leicester is the game which is most important this week, and I do think that will go under, but I don't necessarily want to whack a full unit on it. Look, all of my official plays are available at lockbetting.com, and if I am only going to make one one unit play this weekend or two, I can not justify giving it to you guys and not giving it to my clients. So what I'm going to give you is two decent half unit leans that I think have a good chance of cashing here on this show. The first one's going to be Newcastle versus Sheffield United. Newcastle are a better team. They are heading towards the end of the season in strong form. They are very, very attack minded at the moment. And I think if they can continue to do that, they'll be too strong for Sheffield United, who are the worst team in the Premier League. And the other lock is Brighton against Manchester City to have over two and a half goals. Both of these plays are at four to five minus 125 here. Uh, for this particular game, I think it'll be an entertaining game. I think Brighton will be able to score against the Manchester City backline that will be their second string. But in the end, I think Manchester City will be able to win this game. So if Brighton score and Manchester City have still won, then you're guaranteed over two and a half goals. Even if that's not how it plays out, Manchester City could score these goals by themselves. Even with this second string team, you have to think some of these players want to force their way into the Champions League thinking so just because they are being identified at the moment as fringe players whilst the main players are being wrapped up in cotton wool for possibly the final home game of the season and then of course the Champions League final the following week um, they still want to impress and that might not necessarily be the case because obviously if you don't play for a long time you may get cold obviously these teams are training but it's not the same as competitive football so perhaps we see a mishmash here maybe we see five first team players here and five first team players at the weekend because we know Sergio Aguero is going to have his big send-off at the weekend so perhaps he's going to feature in that game and it's weird to say even though he's uh, been so big for Manchester City in the past and he's moving on to Barcelona he is no longer a first choice Manchester City player so we know Aguero is going to be playing at the weekend and he probably won't be playing here so perhaps we just see some mixed rotation in both teams. And look, it's Pep Guardiola. I don't even think this guy has ever known his full team. There's... Um there's, there's a joke that goes around every single weekend for, for fantasy players where Pep Guardiola is called Pep's it. We've been pepped. He's pepped it. So we say that every single weekend because... Pep comes in and uh, does his Pep roulette and um, you get fucked because you thought a player that was 100% going to be playing isn't playing and Pep Guardiola does something else. So you can't second guess this. What I am confident though is about is that this this game will be an entertaining game between two teams that like to play football and that will lead to goals. So over two and a half goals, Brighton, Man City and uh, Newcastle on the money line, both available at four to five minus 125 for your half unit locks for this show. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. I'll be back at the weekend. Good luck. We'll all your bets as always, guys, and thanks for listening.